0: You're listening to Life with Impact. Join us as we continue to rediscover the heart of Jesus together. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, no matter what time you're joining us to watch this virtual service from Impact, we're just happy that you decided to join. Happy Mother's Day weekend to you as well. We are definitely gonna talk a little bit about moms today, a little bit about being an influencer today, and definitely a lot about the power of our words. But before I get into that, I just wanna take maybe a minute to recognize this weekend can be hard. And I know that I might not understand, for those of you that are watching, what this weekend might do to your heart and how it might make you feel. I'm sure between the people that are watching and the church as we join together on Sunday, there will be people who have lost amazing moms who might not have a great relationship with their mom, who are maybe trying desperately to be a mom, who don't even know if they're ever gonna get the chance to be a mom, and I just want you to know first and foremost, that my heart hurts for you in that. I'm really sorry if this weekend is hard for you. And we would love the opportunity to be able to pray with you, love on you, encourage you, whatever that looks like. Actually, you know what, just real quick, I would love to pray for anyone right now who's watching this if your heart just hurts this weekend for whatever reason. Heavenly Father, thank you that you are our hope and you are our strength. And you are our love, and you are the arms that we can run to and fall into when we feel a little broken. And God, anyone today and this weekend who might just be feeling a little extra broken, maybe they've lost a loved one and their heart just hurts heavily this weekend. Maybe they're desperately trying for a journey and a path and a gift of a child that they would love, and they just haven't had the ability to have that yet. God, no matter what this weekend looks like, I just pray that you would send an abundance of just your joy, your peace, your hope, your strength, and use even our church family to be a source of encouragement and light to whoever just might need it a little extra this weekend. And I pray that you would cause our hearts to love on our church family in really real and beautiful ways to help each of them get through difficult and hard times. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well with that, I want to get into a little bit of a Mother's Day hopeful lesson. It might not be as much for you as it was for me. I will tell you I had so many great ideas and up until about an hour ago I kept changing them. I don't know if that's ever happened to you. I actually... Sometimes speak for a living, so I facilitate trainings. So I talk a lot all day long. And in between even some of my calls today, I had these great notes and great ideas, but they just didn't seem to go together. So I did what any good person would do. I grabbed some chocolate. (laughs) But then I took a minute to pray and just asked that my head would kind of be cleared from the busyness of work and life and everything else and just be able to focus on this. And truthfully, even if it's not as much for you, I know it was for me. So hopefully we can go on this journey together in the next few minutes and just hear a little bit from God's word. I will tell you, I have an electric blue Mini Cooper. I should probably correct myself, though. I had. You'll hear why soon, an electric blue Mini Cooper. It's a convertible. I actually got it a few years ago when I was still in sales and I was driving sometimes two, three, four, five hours a day and I needed a really dependable car but also a car with great gas mileage. And it didn't hurt that my territory was in Napa and Sonoma so a convertible was really lovely driving through vineyards and hills. (laughs) And I will tell you it's bright and it's fun and it's zippy and it's always really made me happy. The reason I say I had (laughs) an electric blue Mini coopers, because now my children drive and that car is really Maddie's I don't normally drive that car I actually don't remember the last time I drove that car (laughs) Maddie takes it out and she loves it she gets compliments on it all the time she thinks it's super cute you can tell that even when she walks out like she kind of feels like oh hey I look great in this car and I love that I love that she loves it so much and I love that it's a great vehicle for her as well However, I will tell you, I've had it for quite some time. So I don't know if you're anything like me, but I, when I see that car, sometimes notice the little dent in the bumper, or inside where the plastic cover didn't cover an area well enough, and it's kind of like scraped or dented, or the back seat has like this itty bitty like scratch in it. And I tend to really only see that sometimes when I look at the car. I will actually be with Maddie. We'll drive up and get coffee somewhere and someone will say, oh my gosh, that's the cutest car. And in my head, I'm like, really? Like, don't you see the scratch out there? Like, it's really not that cute all the time. And this is kind of what God told me when I thought about this message. Why do I only see the negative when my daughter sees all the positive? bright blue, you can make it have a sunroof, you can make it be a convertible, it gets you around great, it's super cute, it's a great name brand car, it gets great gas mileage, but somehow all I see is the negative. And I will tell you, sometimes as a mom, as a woman, as an employee, as a friend, as a sister, sometimes I only see the negative in myself as well. And I think sometimes the words that we speak over ourselves or into ourselves are really powerful because truth be told, I never want to tell Maddie, do you not see this scratch? Do you not see this dent? Do you not see this problem area here? Because then she'll probably notice it. So I think because I'm just not saying anything about it, she won't notice it and she'll continue loving it. The weird thing is I do it with myself. There are many things I haven't let my kids hear me say about myself but I still say it and so it doesn't make it any better because it's still in my head and there's a power in our words that whether you are a mom a dad a sister a brother a friend a human listening to this there's power in the words that we speak to others but goodness there is power in the words that we say to ourselves and I really want to take a look and see what God says about us want to read a few verses real quick. In the very beginning, the very first book of the Bible, in Genesis 1, 27, it says, so God created man in his own image. That's the verse. That's a really powerful verse. When God created man, he did it in his own image. You know, Lord and creator of the universe, perfection, perfect. (laughs) Everything he does is amazing. He created us in his image. And not only that, in Psalm 139, 13 through 14, it says, For you formed my inward parts. This is David talking to the Lord. You knitted me together in my mother's room. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows this very well. And even when I was looking at it, I kind of wanted to know what the fearfully and wonderfully Man, I know wonderfully kind of seems obvious, but fearfully almost can sometimes have a negative connotation. So I looked it up in the Hebrew and when it's translated in the Hebrew, wonderfully means unique and set apart. Awesome, I mean, that kind of makes you feel special. Fearfully, however, means with great reverence, heartfelt interest, and with respect. So the creator of the universe when he was making just you and just me, took time into each and every one of us with great reverence, heartfelt interest, and with respect. Yet sometimes the dialogue that we use for ourselves is not at all up to what he has put into us and who he has made us to be. Moms, especially if you're listening to this, We can be really, really hard on ourselves sometimes. The mommy wars, the good versus bad, should you be a stay-at-home mom, should you work, organic food versus not, vaccinations versus not. I could go on and on and on. We find reasons to see what's not amazing about us. But goodness gracious, not only does our heavenly father think we're amazing, so many times our kids do too, much like Maddie with the car. She doesn't see the flaws. And thankfully with Maddie's grace, she doesn't see a lot of mine either, even though I tell myself that they're there. See, there's something really, really powerful about the words that we speak over ourselves and into each other. I want you to hear this. Between 55 to 60% of our bodies are made up of water. You're asking me, Jessica, where are you going with this? <laughs> so 55 to 60% of our bodies are made up of water. I'm going to read something to you real quick about an experiment that was done that I was just in awe of. There's a gentleman by the name of Dr. Emoto. I might have ruined his name, but his first name's even harder, so I don't want to try to say it. And he is documented in The New York Times as a bestseller of the book called The Hidden Messages in Water. I encourage you, if you're watching this after I'm done, please go look up these images. It's insane. It's crazy. So in his book, he demonstrates how water, when exposed to loving and compassionate human words, it resulted in aesthetically pleasing and actual (laughs) molecular changes of the formations in the water. While the water that was exposed to fearful, harsh, rude, human intentions and words, it was disfigured and unpleasant, and the molecular formation of it changed as well. He did this and it's called something crazy. It's magnetic resonance. It's a technology and high-speed photographs that he used. But what he would do is he would control the temperature in the room to a certain degree so that this pure, unfiltered water could freeze into these different form, uh, like formations. Truthfully, they kind of really look like snowflakes if you look really closely at them. I'm sure it's through many, many <laughs> um, uh, magnifiers and making it look way more than it could to our human eye. But when you look at it and it's magnified that many times, they kind of look like amazing snowflakes. But what he noticed was that every single crystal when it was spoken into with kind and loving and nice words, it would form beautiful, amazing and intricate designs. It was super weird. At first I was almost like, I don't know if I believe this. And then I went through the rabbit hole of Google Um, (laughs) and they are gorgeous. This is what's crazy. He even took water that wasn't filtered and that wasn't purified and had people say prayers over them and then they formed into beautiful, magnificent, amazing designs. He then took the pure water and he had people speak into it negatively, harshly with a tone that was mean. And the water that was pure ended up going to this mush and had a weird, almost like a brownish color into it. The crazy thing is the temperature is the same. All the water should be freezing the same, but the power of the words is what actually made the difference. I want to read to you some of the words that was said. So compassion, thank you, harmony, hope, love, and joy. Look up what those words spoken sweetly over this water created. It's insane, they're beautiful. Truthfully, you have to look at the ones that say good job and well done. They're the most beautiful of all of them. It's almost like they grew larger than some of the other ones because of the encouragement there. The the ones that turn brown from even the pure water, you disgust me, you are bad, you're a fool, you're horrible. And those ones turned brown and they wouldn't even form any of those crystals, even though the temperature was the exact same. The crazy thing is he did have people come in and even say prayers over them. And the ones that they created were gorgeous as well. Then he had um, songs like Amazing Grace sung over them and these beautiful, upbeat music. They had Bach playing and it was gorgeous And then he kind of had some harder, not-so-pretty, not-so-nice music played. Same thing, that brown discoloration, and they will not even form the crystals. So if you think about it, water can be affected by words. How much more so are we when internally all that we do is be negative about ourselves, say the things that we didn't do well enough, well, we could have done better, which we should do that. I get it. But sometimes we do that way too much and we compare way too easily. How much more important is it for us to speak life and positivity into ourselves? Moms, if you're out there, you're doing good. Guess what? By the time kids are five or six, they're in kindergarten. Didn't matter when they potty trained. If it was two, if it was three, it was four. Didn't matter when they took their first step. Didn't matter what their first word was. The time they're five or six, they're gonna go to kindergarten. And sometimes we take this comparison game way too far and we only see the negative. I really want you, whoever you are that's listening to this, to know that there is something glorious and beautiful inside of you. And the reason that there is is because you are fearfully and wonderfully made by the creator of the universe who adores you and wanted you to be right here where you are in this moment. So I hope that's encouraging to you. I'm gonna read you a few verses about what our words do. It might get a little discouraging for a second. I hope it doesn't. But as much as us speaking into our own lives, that positivity and that encouragement and who God is in our lives and who we are because of who he is, we have to speak the same thing into our children, into our families, into our students, into anyone that we have influence over. Because if we're not speaking that into them, we're doing the same thing to them that we've done to ourselves and truthfully might have even been done to us. I want to read a few verses for you. Proverbs 16:24 says, kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. Proverbs 18, 4 says, a person's word, words can be life-giving water. Words of true wisdom are as refreshing as a bubbling brook. Proverbs 12.18 says the words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Proverbs 15.28 says the heart of the godly thinks carefully before speaking. Proverbs 15, 1 says a gentle answer turns away wrath, but hard or harsh words stir up anger. And the reason I save that verse for last is I wanna talk about the hard or the harsh. I think sometimes, As moms and as humans, we know, hopefully know, and try to know what things we shouldn't say. Uh, We wouldn't say, oh, you're so stupid or you're a moron, especially to our kids. We would try really hard not to say that. But sometimes the way or the harshness or the hardness we have behind what we say is still really, really damaging. I want to read a quote to you. It says, words are singularly the most powerful force available to humanity. We can choose to use this force constructively with words of encouragement or destructively, using words of despair. Words have energy and power with the ability to help, to heal, to hinder, to hurt, to harm, to humiliate, and to humble. I want us to really think about what we are speaking into the lives of the next generation that's coming up behind us. How we say words and the words that we say can be really, really damaging, and I don't want us to do that. Hear me say no is not a mean word. It is not a harsh word. If you ask my kids, I was actually a pretty strict mom when they were younger. There was actually a few times that i had to apologize i was probably more strict than i needed to be thankfully they're gracious and they're loving and they're kind and so they forgave me but i will honestly tell you i'm kind of glad i was fairly strict when they were younger because now that they're a little bit older everyone knows the guidelines everyone knows the rules everyone knows the boundaries and we know when we break them that there's consequences and it makes life a little bit easier so hear me say that no is not a bad or a harsh word Here we also say that as moms, as influencers, and whoever you are that's listening to this, if you have a family or people that are close to you, you know them well. I know my kids' strengths. I know my kids' weaknesses. And early on, something that a very, very wise mom told me was, it is not wrong to say when they're doing something they shouldn't be doing. We need to tell them that that's how we grow that's how we love them that's how we help them hopefully become amazing kind-hearted beautiful humans but there's a way that you can say it that doesn't have to be demeaning or demoralizing or humiliating or just plain harsh or hard ty is usually my forgetful kid he's the sweetest kid you'll ever 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 gonna meet he can sometimes be forgetful and when i say sometimes sometimes more than sometimes <laughs> but with him I would tell him, I know you want to be better than this. I know you can do better than this. I've seen you do better than this. You're not being who you want to be right now. And I know that's disappointing to both of us. There will be consequences. We do need to make sure that we get you on the right path, but I believe that you can be better. And that really changed even my relationship with my kids in their kind of preteen and teenage years. Cause instead of just being so angry with them and so frustrated, which I wanted to be many times, and I was sometimes too. I am not perfect at all. But more often than not, I tried to be able to show and share with them that I believed in who they could be and who they wanted to be, even though there was a struggle. Moms, dads, friends, sisters, brothers. Talk to the generation that is coming behind us as if you believe they can be amazing, because they can be. And goodness, wouldn't it be a wonderful thing if someone before us talked that much life into us? I wanna actually show you guys an example. I'm gonna have to bend down for a second. And I know you can't scream out words back to me. I wish you could, but I won't be able to hear you. So I'll say some of these words and you think of some in your own head. But maybe tell me some of the things that was spoken into you, the words that were hard and hurtful and harsh. And probably humiliating. What were some of those words that you still hear ringing in your ear and in your heart and in your mind now? I'll say some of them now because I'm here. Maybe you'll, you know, feel some of them too, but think of your own words as well. So I know a lot of people recall, why are you so stupid? So that is like a word coming into you. You're a clean state and a word's coming into you. Oh, and it just hurts. Why can't you do anything right? sticks. Why can't you be more like so and so? Sticks. Why aren't you better at whatever it is? Sticks. I'm so frustrated with you. You never do anything right. It sticks. And so these words come at us. And if this paper was us in human form, it hurts and it crumples and it does stuff to us. And even if the words, I'm sorry, were spoken, there's still so much damage done. Because when you look at this piece of paper right here, you can see that there was something happened to it. It's not straight anymore, it's not perfect. And look, I can even try really hard to flatten it out and make it look better than it does and try to make it be as smooth as possible, but I can still never make it go exactly back the way that it was. And I think there's some of us today that whether it's words from ourselves or words from people, maybe even parents that have been spoken in our life, we feel like this piece of paper. I don't wanna do this to our children and to the generation that's coming up behind us. I think if we can speak life and truth and blessing into them, imagine if their piece of paper looked so smooth because all they got to hear was, even if something wasn't right, even if something was wrong, that you believed in them and you were going to speak truth into them and you were going to speak life into them and power into them and you were going to help and mold them to who they could and can be. I think it would be a really wonderful thing. There's a quote that I love. I've read often and I actually have it hanging in my office. And it says, Speak to your children as if they are the wisest, kindest, most beautiful and magical humans on earth for what they believe is what they will become." I love that quote. And as I just pointed back to my office, it's another reminder of how powerful words are. If you've ever been to my house, you know, I normally like areas pretty clutter-free. I don't have a ton of things or like little, I think they call them tchotchkes, around everywhere. Uh, but my office looks way different, <laughs> as you can tell. It's cluttered, uh, chaos, kind of. But all behind me are cards from my kids, from friends, from co-workers and they're encouraging words and truthfully it just makes me smile because maybe if I'm having a day where I don't feel the absolute best I can look up and see words of encouragement because words are again so so powerful I want to read a verse to you guys really quick and you're probably going to say why is she reading us this verse just stick with me in Acts 1-1 Luke uh is the author and he is writing this and these are his words Luke also wrote ding, 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 the book of Luke (laughs) makes it pretty easy where he has Jesus' entire life, birth, death, resurrection, everything in between. So he wrote his entire story. And in Acts one, verse one, he says, and he's talking to a gentleman, my former book, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach. And when I read that verse, I said began like Luke, his former book, It was all that Jesus did. It was his miracles. It was the most amazing thing he he did. It was how he loved people. It was his kindness. It was his wisdom. It was his sermons. It was him preaching. It was all those things. So, what does he mean by? In my former book, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach. In Acts, Jesus is only in Acts for the first nine to 11 verses, and then he ascends into heaven. So, I was That word was kind of crazy to me. What did it mean, began? And I was thinking all throughout Acts, it talks about the Holy Spirit coming and who does the Holy Spirit come to be with? It's us. And so Luke had an opportunity to write about all of Jesus's story, virgin birth, so many miracles, it's not even funny. All the things he did, all the things he accomplished, his death for us on the cross, his resurrection. But that was just the beginning. Because truthfully, we get to be Jesus with clothes on now to our children and to the generation that's coming up behind us. And so because the Holy Spirit that's inside of you and inside of me, we can continue his amazing work. And I want that amazing work to be continued in how we raise and lead and guide and love on the people around us, our families, and the next generation that's coming up words are really, really powerful. We need to use them wisely. It's my hope and my prayer that this weekend moving forward, we choose to use our words to ourselves to speak in God's love and the fact that he has created us wonderfully and beautifully and fearfully and purposefully. And then once we tell ourselves that, we start to remind our children and the people that we have influence over that they are created wonderfully and beautifully and purposefully and just with so much love. It might have to be a restart. You might be thinking right now, I'm not always really great at that. If that's the case, let's get a clean sheet of paper. Let's start over. Let's ask for forgiveness where we need to. And let's really change our mindset to be the type of moms and dads and sisters and brothers and teachers and influencers that speak life and love and purpose and truth and a calling into everyone around us. Because truthfully, I want us all to look like those beautiful and amazing snowflakes because we've spoken so much goodness into one another. Let's pray. Dearly Father, thank you, Lord for not only choosing to create us, but making us fearfully and wonderfully and spending your time and doing it with reference because you just think so much of each one of us. I pray that we would feel that in our hearts today and this week as we go about in our lives, that when we doubt ourselves and when we're hard on ourselves and when we are not speaking positive and truth and calling into our life, that we will remember that you have called us, you have a purpose for us, you love us. want us to be here. And Lord, let us also remember with that calling, you are continuing your great work in and through us. So help us speak life into our children, our families, those that we have the opportunity to mentor, to love, to encourage. Let us use our words to bring so much beauty so that we won't have to worry about maybe the wake of that we leave behind us, but we can really truly move forward in seeing exactly what you want for us and who you want for us to be and who you want this next generation to be. Lord, I pray that everyone who's listening to this right now, that you would just change our hearts and our minds and help put a filter over our tongues so that our words, we would think about them, we would be purposeful about them, and we would use them for so much good so we could just see more of your glory done here in this world. Lord, we need more of your goodness. And so I pray that your goodness would just flow out of us in the way that we speak to and love on one another. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us this week on Life with Impact. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Life with Impact. And to watch the full virtual service, make sure to check us out on YouTube at Impact CC. Have a great week.